Hi folks, and welcome to the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I explore a different topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. I'm your host, Jess Romola, a registered dietitian, dietitian supervisor, and owner of Empowering Dietitians, where I help burnt out and unhappy dietitians opt out of hustle culture and reclaim their passion and purpose as a human first and dietitian second. After all, we are all more than dietitians. We are rounding out our look back at season two of the podcast with today's episode, originally episode 69, Finding Career Direction with Allie Aaron. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'm out on maternity leave until May. So each month, January through April, I'll be re-airing some of the top podcast episodes of each season. And February is dedicated to season two. Allie is a former supervisee that I worked with one-on-one back in 2021. And one of the things I love about this episode is that it's a really wonderful commentary on supervision overall. A lot of times, dietitians either haven't heard of supervision, or if they have, it's usually exclusively in the context of case consultations. And I probably could do a full episode on this topic specifically, but case consultations and supervision are not synonymous. So if the only experience we have with supervision is basically asking someone to help us with our challenging client cases, there is so much that we're missing. Supervision in a broader sense is more akin to mentorship. Again, not identical, but it can encompass more than just, hey, I have no idea what to do with this client. What do you think? For Allie, we spent a lot of time focusing on getting her private practice up and running. And that was a blend of maybe more business coachy type stuff, but also a ton of reflection on her values, her goals, and what many of you will likely resonate with, whether you want to start a business or not, is what direction does she want her career to take? We talk in this episode about community and support and confidence, so I really do think you'll find this one to be a pretty cool mix of perspectives and topics. A good all-around episode, if you will. Enjoy, and I'll see you next week as we kick off the series focusing on season three of the show. Welcome to the podcast, Allie. Thank you. Welcome, or thank you for having me. Absolutely. I can't wait to chat a little bit more. Um, And as a background to anyone listening, Allie is one of my clients. So she's been working in supervision for a few months now. And we're going to take a deep dive into what that experience has been like, what you've learned along the way, and some piece of advice that you can pass on. So um, why don't you start off by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Awesome. So My name's Allie. I'm a Connecticut-based dietitian. Um, Currently, I'm working uh, in a clinical role, um, and I'm also working at like a mental health residential unit. Um, But my background is really in eating disorder recovery um, and working at an eating disorder treatment facility. Very cool. And so what led you from having these clinical eating disorder and mental health related roles into deciding that you wanted supervision? That's a good question. So um, I had actually started getting supervision at my past job 
um, as I was going for like the CEDRD certification. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a really cool experience because I had never really heard of supervision before. Um, so that was something that was really new for me, but also um, I just really loved like getting a chance to talk to someone about like these, this new field that I was basically starting in. Absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, I think like, you know, eating disorders is such a mental health based field. Um, and, you know, as a growing health professional, um, I just felt like, you know, getting that support with the medical side of it, as well as the counseling piece was, was so crucial. Absolutely. And that's where we really see supervision coming in. It's mostly common in our field related to eating disorders. And I think it's probably because it's so common in the mental health space for therapists to have supervision. And when we're working with eating disorders, we're often working in a team that's very, you know, entrenched in the mental health side of care. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's why it tends to be more common in that space, but hopefully we can get it a little bit more in all areas of dietetics. So um, what were your ideas about supervision going into it? Because you had some supervision more clinically, you know, your case mm -hmm. consultations and the supervision that I do incorporates a lot of that, but it isn't a hundred percent that. So did you have any ideas going into this process of what it was going to be like? Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, like the first time I got supervision, it was very focused on like client cases. And I think, you know, signing on with your program was um, really big for me because I felt like it was something that I was doing for myself rather than, you know, working towards this certification. Um, so I think, you know, initially going into it, I was like, I'm in the very beginning stages of starting my own private practice. And I was thinking, okay, this, I know this is something that I've wanted to do for a very long time, um, but I don't really know like the steps I need to take to get there. Um, so I felt like initially I was really focused on like the back end of setting up everything that I needed to set up. Yep, absolutely. And that's the kind of beauty of the work that we do. I think that it's so cool to be there when you have all these goals and these ideas. Dietitians have all these big ideas, right, of what we want to accomplish. But then the actual putting them into action and implementing them can feel really daunting and overwhelming. So um, being able to strip it down and like break it into small pieces and slowly start to implement it uh, can be really, really helpful. So how do you feel like that's been going? You know, you said you, when we started, we started a lot on the logistical things of, okay, how do we get this practice up and running? Um, where are you in that now? Is that still something that you feel like you're working on or have your goals shifted with supervision? Um, I definitely feel like they have shifted. Um, I think, you know, working with you, it was super helpful just the way that we had set up our sessions because I felt like it was actually amazing that I could just like, <laughs> you know, spew all of my anxieties. And then at the end of the session, you would give me this like organized 
<laughs> thought list and yep. to do um, list, which was amazing. So I felt like that structure was really helpful for me to, you know, get through what I needed to do on the back end. Um, and now I feel like I'm more ready to explore, you know, where I see the practice going, um, you know, the population I want to be seeing, the counseling skills that I want to work on. Um, so, so yeah, I feel like moving into this next uh, piece of, you know, developing the practice is, is super exciting. Absolutely. And you mentioned something about like just being able to get all of your thoughts out and then having them organized. I think a lot of times we tend to live with all of these ideas up in our head and mm -hmm. we don't get them out. And so um, anyone who's listening who isn't familiar with my practice and like how I run my sessions, I use a sauna. Um, so I sit there and take like all these notes while we're talking and you really have the ability to kind of get it all out there. And then we sit there and we figure out, okay, how is this organized? How are, what's the first step? What's the next step? And it can feel daunting, but it really is a powerful way to start feeling a little bit more focused. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so now you're in a place where you're like, all right, I feel clear about the foundations of the business. You have like all the nitty gritty, like you have practice better set up. You have um, some like marketing things underway and some strategies there. And now you really want to be focusing more on the piece of like, what is your professional identity mm -hmm. and who you are, you are as a practitioner. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And do you feel like you have any ideas about that? It's some stuff that we've touched on a little bit, um, but we haven't explored it that much yet. That's like next up on our agenda. Um, so where are you feeling like you're at right now? I'm feeling, you know, I, I just really love working with, within the eating disorder recovery, um, disordered eating realm. Um, I think really who I'm targeting is, is really anyone also who just wants to um, heal or work on their relationship with food. Um, but I think, you know, I definitely see kind of what, where I like want it to go, which is, you know, be more specialized in type two diabetes or, um, you know, think more about any like other certifications I might wanna get um, so that's something I'm like open to, um, but I'm still kind of like picturing how I might want that to look. Yeah. And so anyone who's listening, who isn't hundred percent sure, like that's okay. I think there's a lot of pressure to figure out your niche right away and like know exactly what you're going to do and be super confident. And it's okay if you're still figuring things out, right? Like we've, we've talked about that before of being in a little bit of limbo and being okay with that. Mm -hmm, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and now what would you say to someone who's like thinking about supervision or feeling like you were a few months ago before you started, um, feeling a little bit lost, feeling like you don't really know what direction to take? Um, what would you say to someone in that position? I would say um, I would invite them to get their questions or hesitations answered 
um, on, you know, what is the barrier to getting supervision. Um, because I think, you know, if you have heard of supervision, maybe it's thought of in a very like specific way. And I think, um, you know, the beauty of it and, you know, finding a supervisor that you work really well with, um, it can be flexible to your needs. Um, and so I think, you know, supervision has been so crucial for my growth. Um, and I think, you know, if it's something that you're thinking about, um, but maybe hesitant to really, you know, reach out and, and just get your questions answered. Absolutely. And I think that's the really cool thing about at least supervision in dietetics, because it's not really a super regulated thing, which hopefully one day it is a little bit more so that we ensure that the supervisors are giving really quality care and support and everything. But one of the benefits of that is that it doesn't have to mean one thing. Um, and so the one-on-one -on -one work that I do group programs are a little bit different, but the one-on-one -on -one work that I do, which is what you've been involved in is very much tailored to what you need. So mm -hmm. if it is working through the logistics of starting a private practice, like that's what we can talk about. If you do have a client case that you need questions on, or how would you handle this situation? Or, you know, one of the things that we're going to be talking about and working on upcoming is, you know, how do we support body image um, goals and work when we ourselves are living with thin privilege. Um, so those are the kinds of things that we can grapple with, or maybe it's a mindset shift. Like I can handle the, the curveballs that you throw my way. If you show up to a call and you're like, Hey, something crazy is happening. I really need to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's, that's what I really appreciate because I feel like supervision is just this like loose term that we're not very familiar with. We don't have a lot of experience with it and it isn't really strongly defined. So being able to hear that it can be what you need it to be. And if you're struggling as a dietitian, that could be a good answer. It could be someone in your corner. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And this is a curveball question. I didn't send it to you ahead of time. So I'm putting you on the spot here, but is there something specific from the past few months of working together, a specific tool or a specific conversation or topic or worksheet that really left an impact on you or that felt you felt really helped you move along on your journey as a dietitian? For sure. I think, um, I, I think it was actually our first session, um, when we were going through, you know, my journey of becoming an RD and, you know, reflecting back on that and where I am now, it's actually was really amazing for me to think about, um, you know, the struggles that I had early on, like in undergrad um, and even questioning, you know, if I wanted to become an RD mm -hmm. um, and, you know, to think that I overcame a lot of like self doubt um, was really like empowering for me. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do too. It's a really simple exercise, but how often do we stop and actually reflect on where we came from? We're so like future oriented that we're always looking at what's ahead, but understanding 
you know, how the education system impacted your perfectionism or your confidence or your view of yourself and how that's changed over time can be a really important step in the process. So anyone out there listening today, I definitely encourage you to take some time to do those reflections on a regular basis because you're right. It is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we kind of talked about this in terms of, you know, what would you say to someone who's thinking about supervision, but let's say just generally dietitians who are listening, whether they're thinking about supervision or not, do you have any kind of top three words of wisdom or pieces of advice for fellow dietitians that either you wish you had learned earlier on, or that you learned over the past few months in supervision, anything that you want to pass on? Yeah, I think, um, you know, definitely, I think, you know, with all of the, for lack of a better (laughs) way to say this, like hoops that we have to jump through to, Mm -hmm. to get the RD certification, I think um, it's easy to lose sight of, you know, why we are in this field. Um, and so I think, you know, one really important thing that I feel, um, was helpful for me was to just kind of like revisit that, you know, where if you're in your internship or if you are a new RD, um, you know, revisit like why this is something, or if this is something, you know, you're, um, still really passionate about and think about, um, you know, how you want to live that out in your career. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, we're seeing a lot of dietitians who are questioning whether or not they want to be in the field or if they made the right decision. And you said that you can relate to that, that you had your doubts at points too. And what is the thing that like you keep coming back to? It's different for everyone, but like, what is your why if you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, I think, um, I just like, I love food. Like I always (laughs) loved food. Um, I just really love cooking, baking. I love eating food. I Mm -hmm. love eating food with people. Um, It's just like something when I'm talking to a client or a patient about, you know, what's been going on for them with their relationship with food, um, that it's like so powerful for them. And I just love like hearing other people's experiences with that. Absolutely. Because food is about so much more than just fuel, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's a source of connection for you and joy. And it has all these memories and all this passion tied up in it. So being able to pass that on to the people you're working with or help them kind of reclaim it for themselves is such a cool process to be able to take them through. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think um, another, you know, just point that I felt is really important is whether you get this through, you know, supervision or, or other ways is finding community within, um, you know, the RD realm, Um, you know, whatever, if you have like a, if you specialize in something or if you think you want to, but you want to know more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't even say how much I've learned by joining 
Facebook groups and, you know, just like other chats with other RDs. It's been like so, so amazing. It's so huge. And now I don't, have you experienced any of the like intimidation of Facebook groups? Cause I, I work with a bunch of dietitians that are like, I'm in them, but I'm really afraid to post in them because I don't want to be judged or I'm worried that people are going to think that I'm (laughs) stupid or don't know what I'm talking about, or I'm going to get attacked. Um, Have you experienced any of that? Totally. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So what helps you with it? (laughs) Yes. I mean, maybe I'm not like (laughs) the best person to ask this question because I learned so much by reading, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. answers to other people's questions. I will say I actually did post on a question on um, the WIND, the Weight Inclusive Dietetics Group. And because I had a question about a certain medication I've never really worked with someone on before. And this um, nurse practitioner responded to me and I was able to have this conversation with her and it was so helpful, but also just really cool to connect with someone else and learn from someone that way. Yeah, that's awesome. And you were able to do that and it wound up being totally okay. You weren't Mm -hmm. judged. It wasn't this like rabbit hole of doom that we Mm -hmm. went down with it, which is fantastic, but it can be. And it's okay if you start off like, you know what, I'm going to be a little bit of a wallflower. I'm going to just read other people's and maybe they validate your experience. You know, if someone posts something that you're going through, that can be really helpful for you to recognize, Hey, I'm, I'm not alone um, in this. And I know that, you know, I, I've tried to do my own version of small community too, because I, I know that it's really tough. Um, how have the group calls been with supervision? So if, if you're new to these versions of the podcast and you haven't heard other episodes from other clients, I also have some like small group calls that my clients can come in on once a month and get a little bit of community support that way. So um, how was your experience with that? Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's like, it's so, it's different from the one-on-one for sure. Um, but I think it's really, it was really helpful for me to do both. Um, I think the group, like, again, it gives you that sense of community. I just think it's so cool to connect with other RDs from literally around the country. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it there's something about um you know hearing someone else's questions or struggles and being able to connect and you know maybe give some advice but also just like validation that like the work we do is really can be really tough yeah Absolutely. And and you're not alone with it. And so um, it's really important, like you said, to have that community and to have a space that you feel comfortable with that isn't going to like give you crippling anxiety trying to post. So if you have a Facebook group that you know is more supportive than others, or if you have small group supervision, or you have a group of friends from your internship that you stay in touch with, it's important to have some level of community so that we're not on these like little islands by ourselves feeling like we're the only ones struggling with these concerns. Yes. Yes. 
I really appreciate you bringing that up too. And is there anything else that you kind of wish that you had known or that you want to make sure that other dietitians hear as a reminder or a piece of advice? Um, I think, you know, kind of, it kind of relates to like the first message that I said, but, um, I think like when I became an RD, like I had no idea how many different things we can do, mm -hmm. um, you know, with our credential and just like the knowledge that we have. Um, so I just, I think it's so amazing that um, it doesn't have to look like typical clinical or just like counseling even. Um, and I, I just really appreciate all of the different things people I've seen do like writing or photography or yeah. um, public speaking. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I always say it's the coolest time to be a dietitian because what a dietitian is now is so not what it was 50 years ago or even like 10 years ago when I first became a dietitian, it's completely different. And so you can really take it and run with it however you see fit. And dietitians all over are creating positions for themselves that just mm -hmm. never existed, which is awesome. Um, so if you're feeling a little bit like lost or questioning whether or not this is the right field, maybe it's not, that's a possibility, but you know, maybe it's that we haven't looked at it from the right angle yet and found your spot within it. Mm -hmm. Totally. Amazing. Um, well, I really appreciate you sharing all of these thoughts and coming on here and sharing a little bit about your experience. Uh, you're currently getting all of your stuff up and running your website and all of that. So in the meantime, where can dietitians reach out to you if they are interested in what you had to say or want to connect? Totally. So, um, yeah, my email is allisonrnutrition at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, I definitely am working on my website. So hopefully I have that up and running soon. <laughs> yep. And if it's up before this show airs, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put your email in the show notes so um, everyone can find it if they're interested. But thank you again for coming on and chatting with me today. It's been awesome. Thanks so much, Jess. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there are two things that you can do that dramatically help to support the show. First, leave a quick rating and or review on your podcast listening app of choice, which really helps new listeners find the show. Second, sharing this episode with a dietitian friend can also go a long way in spreading the anti-hustle message to dietitians far and wide. And speaking of supporting one another, even though I'm on maternity leave right now, that doesn't mean this podcast is your only way of receiving support. On my website, you can find a host of resources from free workbooks and journals that will opt you into my monthly newsletter support to a whole library of recorded courses and classes, many of which are approved for CEUs by the CDR. Check out everything I have to offer on my website at www.empoweringdietitians.com.